everybody. This is Dr. Sam Byrne, and I'd like to welcome you to another edition of 2020 iTalk. Thanks for making us part of your day. So let's start with this. I'll tell you the story that happened to me. I was uh, down in Florida, and I was giving a lecture at a university on uh, holistic health and, and eye care, and there was a lot of doctors in the audience. And I was, uh, you know, kind of at the top of my game and uh, really gave a great lecture. And most everybody really responded, well, these were young doctors. And at the end of the lecture, uh, I, I hung out there and, and uh, you know, some of, some of my colleagues came up to me. And then at the very end, this, this elderly man uh, walked up and he introduced himself and he said, hey, my name is Dr. Sutton. And I said, oh, you know, I, I know you. You know, you're uh, very well thought of in, in our profession. And I didn't think he was uh, as old as he looked. But anyways, he started talking and I, I said to, you know, he said to me, well, what do you think, uh, you know, what do you think of this condition, that condition? And I was giving him my advice. And he said, you know, he said, you did a pretty good job, but there were definitely some holes in your lecture. I was like taken aback, you know, but I said, okay, why don't we go out for some tea? And, uh, you know, I'm all ears. And so it ended up that, you know, we, we went out and he started talking to me about his practice and his philosophy and his life experience. And one of the principles that he shared with me that day was to really, uh, when you evaluate a patient, to really have in your mind a sequence and a, a strategy, you know, A, B, C, D, E, F, that you would offer patients. And his feedback to me was that I had incredible information, incredible research, but that was missing in my treatment plan. Well, <clears throat> he ended up becoming my teacher and uh, over the years, he really offered me a lot of uh, great feedback in terms of my own development. And so the topic today, which is going to be on wet macular degeneration, is actually um, a condition where it's really important to look at uh, this disease in a sequential way in terms of, first of all, understanding the causative factors and then, well, what are the treatment options and can I receive these treatment options in a sequential way so that they build on each other and there's a synergistic result that can occur? So I'm dedicating this podcast to Dr. Sutton because way back when, and that was over 20 years ago, when, uh, when you know, he offered me this, this piece of wisdom that... Uh, that I still use it in my, in my practice today and in my teaching and in my workshops. You know, I've said this many times, but there's a, there's a saying that Michael Mead, who's a mythologist, where he says that the olders line up for the medicine and the elders are the medicine. And when I met Dr. Sutton, he was an elder, so he was a pretty old guy, and he just kept living. He just passed away a few years ago. But I want to dedicate the show to him as we speak about wet macular degeneration because it's a growing problem and uh, I just read a statistic that over 10 million 
Americans have been diagnosed with age-related um, macular degeneration. And in most cases, this turns into being legally blind, which means you can't uh, see the eye chart well enough to uh, get a driver's license. So it's, it's affecting uh, people in the U.S. It's also affecting many people uh, globally, especially if you're over the age of 60. I would also say that uh, in macular degeneration, now this is in the United States, that this 10 million number is going to double by the year 2050. And uh, part of it is that the, the people over 65, that, that population is, is growing exponentially. So if we project that out, that means that over 196 million adults worldwide will have some loss in their vision by 2020 and there'll be an estimated 288 million people with some type of vision loss by 2040. I would say one of the big factors in macular degeneration, whether it's dry or wet, is those that smoke, that smoking cigarettes is one of the main risk factors. And then I would say number two would be uh, nutrient deficiencies. And then number three would be diabetes. And I have drawn a conclusion between diabetics and wet macular degeneration because in wet macular degeneration, what happens is that uh, new blood vessels are forming. There's a leakiness that occurs behind the macula and uh, this is creating the wet macular degeneration. So specifically, you know, when, when patients contact me, they usually have gotten a diagnosis from macular degeneration. But because the macula is such uh, a vulnerable area in the retina, and I believe that the retina has one of the highest metabolic needs of the body, and the macula has the, the highest metabolic need of the retina, that if we've got nutrient deficiencies or we have inflammation or we have difficulties with, um, with oxidative stress, meaning that these free radicals are building up in the macula, that we are really prone to developing uh, some type of macular degeneration. And I will say that the majority of people <clears throat> suffer dry macular degeneration, but if it's showing up at one eye, then it can show up in the other eye. And once you have dry macular degeneration, it can definitely show up uh, as wet macular degeneration. It can develop that way. Now, some of the symptoms that I see uh, with people who have been diagnosed with macular degeneration is a, is a blurry vision in, in the center part of your seeing. And over time, that blurriness becomes bigger where it actually can fade out into some kind of a blind spot. Another uh, symptom that occurs is that the straight lines, when you look at, say, a telephone pole or a vertical line, uh, that you begin to see it being curved or distorted. Also, some of the colors become less bright and vivid. And in terms of you know, making out faces or being able to read print, um, what happens is that uh, th this, is, this is the main symptoms of the macular degeneration. 
Now, just in speaking about nutrition, some foods that I would highly recommend avoiding to lower your risk would be too much caffeine and alcohol. This actually dries your system out. And of course, with alcohol, that affects the liver. And we know from Chinese medicine that the liver rules uh, the eyes and especially the macula area. So you want to uh, reduce caffeine and alcohol. You want to reduce uh, sugar uh, in your diet and those soft drinks like Diet Coke and so on. Those, those you need to get rid of. And I would also stay away from foods that are highly processed, that are made with uh, hydrogen, hydrogenated fats, trans fats, uh, refined grains, uh, foods with sugar in it, and even processed meat uh, products. Because in macular degeneration, there is a strong inflammatory response uh, that goes on. And when it starts to affect the eyes, it creates a change in the photoreceptors and also in the, the microcapillaries of the retina. And this, this just causes a downhill slide in terms of being able to, uh, you know, to hold your macula in a healthy way. You know, I also think that there are genetic factors, environmental factors, metabolic issues, and even functionally how you use your eyes. You know, one of my, um, one of my pieces of advice that I recommend for many of my patients is the multifocal, invisible bifocal prescriptions should be reduced or not worn if you've got any kind of macular problem because the only part of the lens that's usable is the very tiny center part, like a hole in terms of your computer use and reading use. And there's a saying that the bigger the window you look through, uh, the more vision you're able to, to access in your retina and you're not relying solely on your maculas to do the focusing. But in these multifocal progressive transition lenses, basically the only part of the retina you're using is the macula. And uh, if you use the macula too much, it, it will wear out. And this is, uh, this is start, starting the downhill slide of macular degeneration. I would also say if you suffer cardiovascular issues, uh, high blood pressure, hypertension, to have your markers checked. Uh, I think that especially in diabetes, diabetes or even if you have you know, blood sugar issues, uh, I would definitely <clears throat> be uh, monitoring your diet and your, your blood tests with your doctor to make sure that your, your levels are healthy and normal. I also think that you need to be aware of the ultraviolet, ultraviolet light damage from the sun and even the blue-white light that comes off of the computer. Again, if you've had cataract surgery uh, and your new plastic intraocular lens doesn't have a protection from the blue-white light, uh, this blue-white light from the digital devices can accelerate uh, issues in macular degeneration uh, to occur. So you would want to use something called a blue blocker lens as a way to uh, protect your macula. When we have our original hardware of our lens, we do have a pigment that can deflect some of the blue-white light. But that blue-white light does two things. It can damage the macula and it also can reduce our melatonin production so it affects our sleep cycle. 
So the blue blocker lenses are, are important. You can also, on some of the iPhones, that you can get what we call night shift, where you can turn it over to, to reduce some of the blue light, blue white light uh, damage. But uh, that's a big one that people don't know about. So in the allopathic eye care world, there isn't really a cure for macular degeneration. Um, and especially in the wet kind, um, where the only thing that's offered would be medications like Lucentis, where they're doing injections regularly, uh, or some kind of photocoagulation therapy, laser therapy. Um, but a lot of these treatment strategies um, really do not create a change in the macula. They can slow down some of the dege degenerative processes, but the side effects from the pharmaceuticals can be uh, overwhelming. And so I want to offer uh, some natural treatments for macular degeneration symptoms. So this would work either for the wet or the dry kind. So I think first of all, first and foremost, um, it's really important to start getting more antioxidants into your diet. Because if you have um, lowered uh, antioxidants in your, your body, then free radical or meta metabolic waste does begin to accumulate. And this, this is a significant uh, risk factor in developing macular degeneration. My number one foods for protecting the macula would be those uh, brightly colored yellow and uh, orange vegetables. My go-tos would be things like the citrus fruits. The berries uh, are really awesome. Obviously, the red peppers and the orange pepper and the yellow pepper, sweet potatoes, uh, carrots, beets, squash, they should be right up there in terms of your, your daily or weekly diet. And of course, the dark leafy greens, you know, things like collards and kale, uh, spinach. And I mentioned the berries. I think blueberries are, are great. Cherries are great um, as well. Think about the rainbow diet, that you're going to have a very colorful diet uh, of fruits and vegetables because those have vitamin E, vitamin C, vitamin A, all very important vitamins for the eyes. I also think in terms of making uh, homemade, unprocessed juices, um, smoothies, really, really good. Not only do they have good enzymes, but you're just getting... Uh, a high amount of antioxidants immediately, things like turmeric root and ginger root, and then adding some of your cucumber and celery, which are low inflammatory, in fact, alkalinizing vegetables. And then things like avocados, maybe a little bee pollen. Uh, I mean, there's, there's lots of different uh, vegetables that you can add to your smoothie that creates a great enzymatic action and also gives you those antioxidants that you need. I would also move away from the sugars and uh, move more towards what we call a lower glycemic index. So what is that? A, a glycemic index is a, is a ranking of carbohydrates in foods, and what it does is it affects our blood glucose level. And carbohydrates with a low uh, GI value 55 or less are more slowly digested, so therefore they're absorbed and metabolized better. 
And so they cause a lower and slower rise in our blood glucose and insulin levels. Here are some examples of low glycemic foods. Instead of doing white rice, do brown rice. Instead of doing instant oatmeal, do, do steel-cut oats. Instead of doing cornflakes, do bran flakes. Instead of doing pasta, uh, when I say the white flour pasta, maybe do quinoa pasta. So you can look and do some research yourself on eating lower glycemic index foods, but I certainly have seen a correlation between uh, eye problems and lots of sugar in the diet. Okay, some other things to consider would be make sure you're drinking enough water and hydrate yourself every day. And I like to, to uh, you know, drink things like herbal tea and coconut water. I'm really into like mushroom tea, things like uh, shaga or turkey tail, which you can get. Uh, but you want to be uh, hydrating yourself with really good liquids and fluids because this helps flush out and detox your body. And then, of course, the other thing is to eat high-fiber foods, things like beans and veggies, fruits, nuts, seeds, uh, sprouted or soaked uh, grains, and sprouted bread. You want to stay away from foods that give you an inflammatory response. And this is so important because it's that inflammatory response in the digestive area that then echoes into causing digestive issues and um, inflammatory issues in the eyes. So just, just know that there's a correlation there. So in terms of protecting our eyes from macular degeneration, I think it's very important that you get enough vitamin C and vitamin E. I also think as a trace mineral, zinc is very important. Getting enough of the good fats, omega-3, 6, and 9. I also like something called astaxanthin, which is a very powerful antioxidant. And it can help prevent any kind of retinal damage. And then there's the zeaxanthin and the lutein, which of course are very protective in uh, the macula area specifically. And then essential oils, and I do a lot with essential oils. I think that the, the four that I like to use uh, where I put a few drops on the soles of my feet would be sweet fennel, carrot seed, saffron, and frankincense. frankincense. All of these oxygenate and hydrate in the bloodstream and affect the eyes and can also support um, better optic nerve tissue, better macula, circulation. Uh, so it's, um, it's a great thing to do. And of course, last, I would definitely, if you are a smoker, see if you can stop smoking because it's, it's definitely very damaging, not only to your eyes, but to your body. And probably last, what I recommend for my patients is make sure you get enough exercise. Being that couch potato every day is not good for you, and I think it's, it's really important uh, to get at least 30 minutes of exercise three times a week. So some final thoughts that I have about uh, macular degeneration. You know, if you're over 60 years old, um, you want to really pay attention to your overall eye health, but um, macular degeneration is definitely on the rise, and I would say that, you know, if you can, 
you know, get a good checkup from your eye doctor. And if you're getting the early signs and signals that you are, you have risk factors that could be affecting the macula, then I would definitely seek out as many natural treatments as you can. And just to summarize, uh, quit smoking, protect your eyes from light damage. Uh, that's the UV and the, the blue block, the blue light, white light. Uh, regulate your, your blood pressure, um, lower your inflammatory response in the body, and decrease uh, your nutrient deficiencies. Maybe go get a, a biochemistry test from a naturopathic doctor that does a urine analysis or hair analysis or some other kind of biochemistry test to measure what's going on on a cellular level. And lastly, eat a high antioxidant diet. So that's our show for today. I want to thank you so much for tuning in. I hope the information was helpful. And uh, check me out on Facebook. I've got a lot of free videos and uh, other podcasts that I've done. And until next time, adios. listening to a podcast with Dr. Sam Byrne. To learn more about his seminars and workshops, visit his website, www.drsambyrne.com. The Byrne Method is a trademarked signature of Dr. Sam Byrne for his workshops, seminars, books, and DVDs. The information presented in this podcast is in no way intended as a substitute for receiving professional medical care. The design and purpose for this podcast is to provide information for educational purposes only. Dr. Byrne and his guests have no liability or responsibility to any person or entity for loss, damage, injury caused, or allegedly caused through the information, exercises, suggestions, explorations, or written responses presented in this podcast. Dr. Byrne is not a medical authority and his guests are not qualified to diagnose or treat any disease or health problem. This podcast is not a substitute for medical care. Dr. Byrne's information is only his personal opinion. If you have any health problem, please seek medical care for whatever condition you may have.